What's up and welcome, episode two, Life with Football. I'm your host, Kyle Smith from Platform Sports League. Today, we're going to go into the walk-on life, all right? And full disclosure right now, I got the video going, uh, I got the audio going. Going to try some different things here and get this content out and however many avenues I can go. But it is what it is, trying new things, content is content. Uh, trying all forms and all avenues to get messages out there and grow an audience, basically. So there you have it. Um, so again, like I said, today we are going to go through and just talk a little bit about the walk-on life and uh, things to consider if you do have um, a walk-on opportunity, a preferred walk-on opportunity at a larger school, uh, whatever it may be. So at the end of the day or when you sit back and really think about it, Right now, it is January 22nd, um, and a lot of seniors in high school have a lot of decisions or are coming to a big decision in their life uh, right now, particularly at this time. So you have that group of guys that are coming up to the last uh, signing day with multiple offers, and they're trying to make that decision between which school of the ones that are giving them money to come play, uh, which is the best fit. All right, so that's one category. Then you have uh, guys that are, don't have any offers, right? They are working with smaller schools in, in smaller divisions to figure out the best fit. Again, what works out best for them, uh, where they want to go, all of that. And then you have guys that are kind of in between, all right? So obviously uh, for these guys, there's a lot of interest from smaller schools. There may, be, may even be a possibility of money being offered to these guys from smaller schools. But on the other side of the, uh, of the coin, you have larger schools, whether it be FBS or FCS schools, that are asking them to walk on or giving them or what's called a preferred walk-on opportunity, preferred walk-on spot. So for these guys... I really feel like this would be the toughest decision to make um, for the sheer reason of you have the full spectrum within your decision. So if I'm a small small program guy, Division three, uh, Division two, I'm usually deciding on schools that are on an even playing field. You know what I mean? So uh, they're competing with one another. I might have opportunities from several schools in one conference where the level of play is generally the same. Um, for the guys that have the walk-on offers or walk-on spots, as well as the smaller school opportunities, this is a full range of, uh, of potential scenarios. So you obviously have the large schools, right? Let's say a Big Ten school um, gives you a preferred walk-on spot. You're talking about running out in a uniform in front of 60, 70, 80, 90,000 people uh, on game day. That's a definitely a special experience. You also have the chance to go and be a contributor right away at a smaller school. Um, you have a chance to be that guy, be the focal point of the team, and really um, come through in the clutch in certain scenarios for them. However, it may be a smaller environment, um, lesser facilities, uh, lower attendance at the games, right? And this isn't even to consider all the academics yet. So I think with making that decision, there's a lot that comes into play. We've all dreamt about that opportunity to go out 
and play in big-time football or contribute in big-time football in front of 85, 90, 95,000 people um, and make that clutch play and live on forever as a legend within that college town or your hometown, etc. Um, however, not everybody has that opportunity, right? What if that opportunity is smaller uh, where you're associated with that program in some way, shape, or form, but you might be what's called a role player or a contributor where you might be on the scout team that's getting that star player ready uh, for that key moment uh, in the future or in that big-time game. So before you dismiss all of the walk-on uh, opportunities that come your way, I want you to kind of sit and take it from a perspective, from the perspective of somebody that walked onto a football program and went from literally a nobody, um, a fifth string walk-on quarterback to finding his way and ending up being um, a, a starter at free safety and a, and a contributor to the football team. Um, I'll get full disclosure, okay? Basically, my situation, I won't go into the full story, but I went on, I enrolled in school as what was called a gray shirt. Um, a gray shirt is somebody that comes in uh, that is put on scholarship midway through the year. Let's say basically January 1, that next semester, that spring semester. So I basically went to Purdue as a walk-on for the fall semester, um, and I got put on scholarship January 1. Now, I went there knowing this was going to happen. It was in writing. So would I have made the same decision to drive, uh, to move myself 900 miles from New York uh, to West Lafayette, Indiana, if I knew I was going to be a, a full walk-on for four years and uh, you know not receive any money whatsoever? I can't guarantee that I would make that decision. But Basically, this is my truth. I'm giving you the full story and just something from my perspective to hopefully provide some value. Okay. Um, so thinking about the naysayers or the advice that a lot of kids in this, these scenarios might get, right? I see a bunch all over social media, a bunch of people that say or the perspective that says, go where you're valued, not where you're tolerated or go to the school that you know you're going to play and have the opportunity to be on the field, okay? I get both of those points, and a lot of, in a lot of ways, I agree with those points. Um, however, in my particular situation, um, I had the opportunities to go play quarterback uh, at a smaller program and really compete for a starting job, whether it be right away or after a year, um, but at, at the same time, through my recruiting process, I couldn't help in the back of my mind wonder what if, right? Um, what if I go to these smaller schools, I go through my four-year career, and at the end of it, I sit back and think, you know, am I going to regret not walking on and not giving it a shot at the very top um, and giving my dream a shot, basically? I, we've all had the dream of playing big-time football since we were young, since we were little. Um, would I be okay with not exploring that opportunity and, and really just leaving myself to wonder what if at the end of the day? Um, could I look myself in the mirror at the end of my story within football and say, are you okay with not chasing your dream or not giving it all you can um, at a larger institution? 
with all that being said, um, let's get into some of the key perspectives that I feel are important or some things to consider um, that I think are important when exploring walk-on opportunities at larger football programs. So number one is going to be professional career. And when I say that, I'm thinking outside of football, both in and outside of football. So when you're looking at schools and you have opportunities, you might have the opportunity to walk on a football program, not get much playing time, but at the same time, enroll yourself in one of the top, let's say, engineering schools in the nation, right? And I'm just using Purdue as an example. Believe me, I was not an engineer, but thinking about some people that went as a walk-on, played some football, didn't really get much playing time, but at the same time got out of there in four years with an engineering degree and set themselves up for the future. You always, regardless of your status, regardless of your talent level, football is not going to last forever. You know that, right? Everybody knows that. That's the number one line that a coach or somebody trying to give advice would say. Um, you have to think about your future after football, okay? What's going to happen to me after these four years? For me, I didn't have a plan. I had no clue. Um, so I wish somebody was talking to me and into the camera and, and laying out kind of what you should be thinking, what your thought process should be. Um, so think about that professional career. Is it an engineering school, a large school that'll give you a lot of opportunity, um, but you'll have to be a walk on and not play as much or, Let's say you want to be an architect and that Division three school that you can go start at right now has a nationally ranked architectural program. That sounds like a win-win to me. Um, so everybody has their own scenario that they're going to look at. Um, you just have to balance what kind of things will set you up for the future, what school is better off for you for the next 40 years and not just the next four years. Um, I want to talk about one career path uh, in particular, and that's going to revolve around coaching, okay? Me personally, I got out of college football, and eventually, it took me a year, but I eventually got back into uh, college football, uh, college coaching. Um, so I look back and think about the network that was created because I went to school and played at a large Big Ten university, okay? Thinking about the coaches that I played for, the network that was already established, um, when I got out and I said, I wanna get back into coaching, the texts and emails that I can send out to this established network really helped me out. I had a guy, uh, his name is Lou Anarumo, my defensive backs coach in college. I had four different college coaching jobs and he was a factor in every single one. He made a call. It was an email. He knew the head coach. He knew an assistant coach. But he was a factor in me getting those jobs one way or another. Okay, And that happens regardless of what level you're at. But thinking about it, if you are playing at a, at a large, uh, large program and you decide to get into coaching, your network is already established at that top level. There's a lot of guys that started out of smaller schools coached at smaller school, uh, played at smaller schools, and worked their way up to the largest of the largest, right? Um, plenty, plenty of examples from going from uh, playing at a D3 school to being a Division I defensive coordinator, things like that. Um, but at the same time, I know all of those coaches will say that obviously your network is tremendously important, and the higher you play, 
the higher level you play football, the higher level you end up, you know, with a graduate assistantship or your first job being at some of those levels to establish your career and get the ball rolling um, in a positive way. So th think about that. If you're going into coaching, um, walking on at a larger program would really help and really set the pace for a coaching career. All right, so that's point number one. Point number two, and I think you know, almost, almost most important, is can you be okay with never playing? All right, I want you to think about that. Simply put, there is a chance that if you walk on to a large football program, there's a chance that you go all four years or even five years without stepping on the football field. So in your mind, can you be humble enough to, to go through all of those years of football and not get a chance to play? It really takes, honestly, a special uh, mindset to get through those years. You're not the most important person out there. You're not the best player out there. You're playing a role in serving your football team. Um, it's going to be tested. Your attitude, your drive, your motivation is going to be tested. Are you a guy that demands playing time, is going to be at the coaches, in the coach's office saying, why aren't I playing, why aren't I playing? As a walk-on man, you don't have much leverage. Um, so if you're that type of person, uh, I think going another route might be the better option. But if you could sit there and go through that torture of a scout team football player and earning your way to maybe your third or even fourth year to getting on the field, um, I think walking on and having that opportunity to go play at a large, uh, large program might be a route for you. Let's break down really quick the ideal career for a walk-on football player. Okay, so there's many situations, there's plenty of situations that are, you know, better off. You might be a sophomore, you might have some injuries in front of you where you all of a sudden find yourself as a walk-on player that's starting on defense, starting on offense. Um, that's an extreme, right? You might also go the other route on the other side of the spectrum, and like I said, never play once. Uh, they could be recruiting in that position. They got depth. There's no injuries. There might be a scenario where you're not playing. But there's somewhere in that middle ground that I think is the more popular route or path that a walk-on football player would take. Okay, so let's talk about it a little bit. Freshman year, you show up in the fall. There's a 100% chance or 99.9% .9 chance that you're redshirting. You are not in on the radar for the, your for your coaches okay you're playing on the scout team getting the starters ready you're holding a dummy or a shield or you're actually a dummy or a shield getting hit getting pushed around serving that role okay so can you be doing that your freshman year redshirt freshman year that second year there it's going to be the same thing all right think about that can you go two years serving a role as a scout team football player all right Sophomore year, that third year, really, it gives you the opportunity to go through two full seasons, two spring seasons, uh, and show those coaches that you can earn their trust, uh, you're accountable, you're coachable, you can follow direction, um, and really be in the right spot at the right time. That might be your chance that year to step on the field as a special teams role player, right? Um, you might not even be a starter on special teams, but I bet you you'll be on the, the depth chart. If you're doing the right thing, you're doing the right thing in the classroom, you're dependable, you show up on time, you have a great attitude, 
you're going to find a way to get on depth depth chart on special teams somehow, some way. All right. So that third year is really that swing year. You could be running down on kickoff. Um, you could be blocking on the front line of kick return. If you're athletic enough, can move your hips around enough, um, you can contribute somehow, some way. All right. But remember, there's always that chance that that's not an opportunity for you just yet. Junior year, that basically fourth year that you're there, you have the opportunity to play a larger role on special teams. So if you're accountable, like I said, you've been there almost four years now. Your coaches know what to expect out of you. They can trust you. You find your way, as, as, uh, you find your way into a starting role on special teams, right? You're known as the guy that can scream down the field on kickoff relentless blah 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 um you're dependable on the punt team or as a wing or something like that can run down and go cover um you can play that role at the same time junior year you might have worked your way into your actual position on offense or defense uh, being in the two deep right uh whether it's backing up some starters some scholarship guys at the same time there's even opportunity for injuries to occur um God forbid, we don't want that, but at the same time, that's the reality of football. Um, that was basically my story. I was in a position at safety. They, they was recruiting a bunch of guys. I was on scholarship at the time, but still, there were people being recruited into that role. Unfortunately, there were some injuries that occurred, and I found my way into a starting position. So it's, it's a reality in football. Um, that junior year, when you're an older guy, that there could be an opportunity there for that to happen. Senior year, you know what the heck you're doing. You know everything about the football program. You know playbooks inside and out. Um, you're a leader on the field, off the field. Young guys can look up to you, can ask you questions. Again, you're accountable. You know what you're doing. You're in the right spot at the right time. You have your solidified role on special teams, and you find your way onto the football field on the offense or defense um, because you are that dependable and can make some plays at the same time. So – that's it. That's what I would say would be the average career, uh, productive career for a walk-on football player. And a lot of the times I do want to mention, as a senior, um, I, for example, I played for legendary coach and Joe Tiller, right? In his program, if you were there for four or five years going into your last season um, and you gave everything you had to that football program, there are high odds that you would end up on scholarship for that last semester. As a true thank you for your loyalty, for your hard work to the football program, um, I saw a lot of walk-ons um, get those scholarships, earn those scholarships for that last year. Uh, and those are some of those scenarios. Those are some of those videos out on social media that I love, that everybody loves, those kind of scholarship reveals where you're extremely happy for that walk-on football player that busted his ass um, to, to make himself a spot on that football team. So that's always an opportunity as well. But, you know, if you can't bear that path, if you can't see yourself uh, being humble enough with your head down, going to work for four straight years and having minimal opportunities like that, again, I think going to another school, a smaller school, where you're, you'll have an established role immediately, that might be another route for you, okay? The last point I want to make is this. No one can make this decision, whether to walk on a big school, a big football program, or go to another football program, a smaller school, 
Um, no one can make that decision but yourself. It is tremendously important to realize that, okay? Whether it be your parents, your friends, your significant other, your coaches, your high school coaches, whoever it might be, people are coming out of the woodwork right now to give you advice um, on what you should be doing. But guess what? Nobody's going with you to campus. Nobody's walking with you every single day to class, to workouts, um, grueling workouts and putting in the blood, sweat, and tears that you're going to be putting in. So you have to live with that decision yourself, and you have to make that decision yourself, okay? There's always something in my mind that I've always uh, I've learned a long time ago. There's no right or wrong decision when you're looking at these situations. You make your decision, your most educated guess, I guess you can say, your most educated decision, you do your research, what's best for you, and you go and, and commit to that and execute and and work as hard as possible as hard as you possibly can to make that route the right decision. You come out on top at the end of the day uh, and you're gonna be just fine. So a whole lot to think about. Um, it's something I empathize with for a lot of you guys or a lot of parents of guys that are going through this kind of scenario. It's a difficult one. It's stressful. There's a lot of anxiety going on. But at the end of the day, you have to be comfortable with the decision you make and you end up making it a great one. That's really it. Episode two, the walk on life. There's so much more. There's so many stories that are wrapped around that. But I just wanted to get those few answers out or those few points to consider um, at this very important time. So I appreciate you tuning in. Keep listening. Keep sharing. Keep commenting. Um, what kind of topics do you want to hear about? I'd be glad to interact on social media, on all platforms. Um, I appreciate you tuning in and see you next time.